Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. Gillette presents the World Series. And this is Red Robert saying good afternoon for the Gillette Safety Razor Company, which airs the Kentucky Derby, football, bowl games, major boxing contests, and similar events of national interest, airs them for you all the way through the sports calendar. And I hardly need to say that today's game is the third in the series between the New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals. And of course, Bob Elson and Bill Corum are on hand here in the broadcasting booth in Yankee Stadium to help give you the complete, accurate story of every play. At the moment, Hank Benoit, the slender right-hander, and Alpha Brazel, the even slender left-hander, just had their pictures taken, and as you can gather, they're to be today's starting pitchers. The batting orders, the St. Louis Cardinals, for this final game at the stadium, have their same hitting order, the first eight spots. That means Clyde leading off at second base, Harry Walker in center field, Van Musial in right, Walker Cooper is catching. His brother Maud, of course, left last evening to return home on a very sad journey, which you're all familiar with. The two Cooper boys lost their father early yesterday morning. Kowalski at third base, Sanders at first, Litwala in left, Slats Marion, the great shortstop, and then Al Basel, the starting pitcher, B-R-A-Z-L-E. For the Yankees, they're going back to the lineup that they had the opening game when Billy Southworth fired a southpaw at them. That means staying back, leading off and right, Frank Rossetti at shortstop. Bill Johnson at third. Charlie Keller. Boy, did he hit one yesterday out toward left center field. Keller in left. Then comes Gordon at second. Bill Dickey catching. Nick Etten at first. Johnny Lindell goes back to center field and is hitting eighth. And Hank Baroy is to be the pitcher. The rotation of the umpires. Rule of the American League behind the plate. Of the National at first. Rommel of the American at second. Reardon of the National at third. The umpiring alternates took back the American League and Conlon of the National. We're expecting now, momentarily, the national anthem from the band which is massed out in deep center field, just in front of the flagstaff. The infield has been raked, very smoothly cared for by the groundkeepers. The umpires have scattered to their four positions. The two starting pitchers, Leroy for the Yankees and Brazel for the Cardinals have ceased firing and have returned along with the rest of their teammates to their respective dugouts. The Cardinals using the one on the first base side. The Yankees using the one, as they always do, on the third base side. And now, the national anthem.
This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. The sponsors of our broadcast were most eager this 1943 World Series to have a service man on the broadcast, and we are delighted, honored, and very pleased to have back again Bob Elson, who is now Lieutenant Bob Elson of the United States Naval Reserve. Bob, Baroy is standing there on the mound. Bill Dickey is beginning to warm him up. The Yankees are afield. The Cardinals are soon going to be batting. There are millions and millions all over the world who want to know what's going to happen, and I couldn't put them in better hands than yours. Come in. Thank you very much, Red. Good afternoon, fans. This is another wonderful sight here at Yankee Stadium as we await the opening pitch of the number three game of the World Series, and perhaps you wouldn't be able to find, if you tried to put your finger on it, a more crucial spot for both teams than this. Here's Barrowi out there on the mound, a tall right-hander, who this year has won 14 games and lost nine. This is a lad of 25 years age. Of age, from July the 11th to September the 15th, he won nine and lost one. And he's opposing a little left-hander by the name of Alpha Brazo, who won eight and lost two. The first man to bat for St. Louis will be Klein. Quickly, here's the batting order again. For St. Louis, Klein second, Walker center, Musio right, Cooper catching, Karaski third, Sanders first, Litwater left, Marion short, and Brazel pitching. For New York, Stainback in center field, Crusetti short, Johnson third, Keller left, Gordon second, Dickey catching, Etten first, Lindell in center, and uh, uh, Lindell in right, and Stainback in center, and Baroni is doing the pitching. This fellow's a big right-hander, a tall boy, with a great fastball and a very sharp curve and a cute changeup. while Brazel features a sinker ball, a sinker pitch that he throws practically four out of five times. For a left-hander, this uh, Alpha Brazel has remarkable control. He's a sturdy little guy, built along the lines of Max Lanier, and he can really propel that baseball with considerable skill. This ought to be a wonderful ball game today, and we hope that you have your chairs right up around your radio, all set to enjoy every play. Now here is Lou Klein, playing second base for St. Louis in his gray uniform, stepping into the batter's box. So far, he's had two for eight in the series. He bats right-handed. And here comes the first pitch of the third game of the 43 series. It's a ball. It's inside and high, up around his shoulder. The outfield is playing straight away. Stainback is in center field today. Lindell is over there in right, and to our left is Charlie Keller. Barone gets his sign. Here's the next pitch, and Klein takes a swing and misses a curveball right up around the shoulders, and the count is evened up at one and one. Billy Southworth is coaching to our left at third, and off to our right is Mike Gonzalez. Crowd again is right jammed. This place is jam-packed. Here's the next pitch to Klein. Klein swings a low fly ball to center. Staying back, coming fast. He grabs it, and there's one out. Klein hit a low fly ball in the center field. Staying back, moved in fast to the ball and caught it with ease for the first out. So there is now one gone. Yankees on the field in their white uniforms as we look right out of our mutual booth here, right down below us. There's Johnson at third, Crusetti at short, Gordon at second, and there's Big Nick Etten at first. And right below us here is the next batter to step up for St. Louis. It's the center fielder, Harry Walker, who has one for nine, one hit in nine tries for the series. He bats left-handed, and here's the first pitch. It's very high over his head for ball one. Barone started the fourth game of the World Series last year against Morton Cooper. Cardinals won it 9-6, but Barone, although he was hit pretty hard in the series, was not charged with the defeat. That went to Donald. They used three pitchers, Barone, Donald, and Bonham. Here comes the next one. It's a beautiful pitch right down the middle, and it's a called strike. Ball one, strike one for Harry Walker, the Redbird center fielder. One out, nobody on. Third game of the World Series. 
Big Hank Barrelli is getting in sign again. Here comes the next pitch to Walker. Walker swings. There's a hit. Right over the first base and pass down the left field line. Maybe an extra base hit. He takes the turn. He's going to second and he goes in. Sliding and he takes it second. It's a double. There is the first hit of the ball game. First hit of the ball game. And the second hit in 10 tries for Walker. And here with one out in the first inning at New York, the Cardinals have a man in the scoring position, and here is Stan Musial up, baseball's leading hitter this year, who has two for eight in the series. Burrell is getting his sign, man on second base. Here's the pitch to Musial, and it's a ball low that time. It looks like he had threw a bit of a sinker. That ball really dropped, and it's ball one. That hit of Walker's was a beauty. It was a liner right over the third baseman's head that dropped in left field, rolled along the foul line, and Charlie Keller had to race over to the line to pick it up. And on second, here comes the pitch. Musial takes one. It's low for a ball. It's ball two. Bill Dickey walks out in front of the plate and says something to Baroli and then throws him the ball. The Yankee outfield playing the batter straight away. Staying back center, Keller left, and Lindell is playing right. Bud Matheny is not playing today. Out there in Tommy Henrik's old spot. Pitchers all set. Man on second. It's a ball two count on Musial. This fellow's plenty dangerous. There is a ball. He missed the corner. Shoulder high. Broly working very cautiously, as well he might, against the fellow of, the fellow of Musial's reputation. Really a great hitter. And he has worked the count to 3-0. Three balls, no strikes. Man on second. Two base hit for Harry Walker. The first hit of the ball game. One out. Here comes the next pitch, and he takes a perfect strike. It's right down the middle, right in there, bullseye, and it's three and one. Now Barrelli steps back off the rubber, picks up the rosin bag, dries his hands, takes a look around. Harry Walker at center at second base is content with a very short lead off a of second. It's a ball three, strike one count, and here it is, and it's ball four, inside and high, and it's a base on ball. Man on first and a man on second for St. Louis with one out. Walker Cooper. He gets a nice hand from the crowd. Walker Cooper, the catcher, who has had two for seven in the series, receives a nice hand from the crowd as he stepped into the batter's box. This great crowd we had out here yesterday didn't know the burden under which the Cooper boys were playing. But today they know it. Man on first, a man on second, Cooper up in there, a right-handed batter, and the first pitch caught the corner, a nice pitch, right around his knees for a called strike, a sharp curve. This fellow possesses a beautiful curve ball and a good fast one, and the fastball is plenty sneaky. It's up in on top of you before you know it. Man on first, a man on second for St. Louis. Walker on second is a long lead off, here's the next pitch, and there's a bouncing ball to the shortstop, in fast over to second, out, back over to first, he is out, it's a double play. That ended the first threat of the ball game. Walker Cooper hit sharply to Frankie Crusetti. Crusetti was going towards second when he picked the ball up. He flipped that ball to Gordon. Gordon turned and fired that ball over to Wetton at first base. It was a double play, retiring the side. And so in the first half of the first inning, there were no runs, one hit, and one walk. And now St. Louis is going out of the field for the Yankee half of the first inning. 
And as we look out of our mutual booth, out onto the field, we see Littwaller going into center field. There's Harry Walker, who is a base runner. After a hit that time, going into center field, he has his back to the infield right now. And there go a troop of Cardinals toward that bullpen in right field. The Yankee boys are already out in their bullpen. Musial is all set in right field for St. Louis. And now around this St. Louis infield, there's Karaski at third, Martin Marion at short, Lou Klein at second, Ray Sanders at first, the catcher is Walker Cooper, and the pitcher is the left-hander, Alpha Brazel. Brazel stands about five feet, ten and a half. Looks like all these left-handers of the Cardinals are about the same size, White, Lanier, and Brazel. Keen is a little bit taller. The first man to come up is going to be Tuck Stainback, the center fielder of the Yankees, who has run for seven in the series. Stainback drove a single in the left field in the first game, and he is the first Yankee to bat in the last half of the first. There is no score. The Cardinals threaten, but fail to cash in in the first half of the first. Now, Alpha Brazel is all ready. Here's the first pitch. And there is a drive in the left field. It looks like a hit. It is a hit. It drops in front of Lipweiler. There's the throw to second. They may catch him now. He falls between first and second. He is back safely. Stainback took the turn at first base as though he was going to go to second. After going about 25 feet down the line, he slipped and fell down. The throw came into second base. Lipweiler to Marion. Marion turned and fired that ball quickly to Sanders. But Stainback, with a quick recovery and slide, got back into first base station. So it is a base hit. Here's the Yankee shortstop, Frankie Crusetti. He has three hits and eight tries for the series. Stainback hit the first ball pitch by Brazel for a hit down the left field line. It was a low fly ball that Slitwater could not get to. And on first base, here's the first pitch, and there's a the bunt out in front of the plate. Brazel picks it up. The play is to first. The Cardinals were slow covering at both stations that time, and it looked from here as though they were lucky to get anybody. Brazel turned around to throw to second base, and the Marion was slow coming over to second. He had a play of second, so he then turned, and then Klein was slow getting over to first base. He had to fire it anyway, and he just did get him at first. So there's a man on second base in scoring position for New York with one guard. a sacrifice to Crusetti. And on second, and here is the right-hand hitter, Bill Johnson, the leading hitter so far in the series, with four hits in eight tries. Really an outstanding young ball player. Here's the first pitch. It's a spike. He caught the corner with that sinker that time. Strike one. Here is really one of the game's great young ball players. This Johnson, he's solid in every department. He can hit, he can field, he can run, he's got baseball sense, he is really good. Here's the pitch, and it's missed the corner that time. Knee high for a ball. Both teams have a scoring opportunity here in the first inning at New York. The Cardinals had one, failed to cash in. Now the Yankees have one. Stainback, a very fast man on second base with one out. Alpha Brazel has allowed a hit here in the first inning, as did Barroi. There's a swing and a high-bouncing ball to Mark Marion. The play is to third. He is out. He slid right into the ball. The play Mark Marion to Karaski at third, and Stainback is out at third as he attempted to move down to third base on that infield tap off the bat of Bill Johnson. So the picture now is the Yankee, Johnson on first base with Hugon. Here's Charlie Keller, left fielder of the Yankees. 
one of the game's great natural hitters. He's had two for eight so far in the series, and yesterday drove a terrific drive over Lickwater's head in left field for one of the best hit balls in the series. Man on first base, here's the pitch, it's inside, and Charlie has to jump completely out of the batter's box to get away. Man on first for New York, two outs, last half of the first inning, no score, the number three game of the 43 World Series, and what a World Series it is. Today we have Browry for New York and Brazel for St. Louis. Here's the pitch. There is a beautiful pitch right in around his knees. He keeps that sinker in low all the time, and that was a nice one for a strike. It's ball one and strike one, and he, he has a lot of speed in that, in that pitch. Base runner on first base is staying close to the bag. It's Johnson, who is on first. Sanders is almost standing on the bag. Here's the next pitch, and Keller swings and misses right in around his knees, and it's ball one and strike two. This left-hander, Alpha Brazel, a good fastball and a beautiful sinker pitch, and just falls into space when he gets up close to the plate, and it's a very hard pitch to try to time. And on first base, a count of ball one and strike two on Keller. Last half of the first inning, there's two out. Brazel's getting in time. Here it comes. He went for a fast curve around his knees, and Charlie Keller went down on strike. The totals in the last half of the first inning, no runs and one hit. And that is the end of the first inning. Come in, Red. Right, Bob. And it's a sense that you fellows all want to make shaving easier and more refreshing. So tune your ears to this. Fans, there's just nothing to it. All you do is prepare your whiskers with Gillette Lava Shaving Cream and then flick them off clean as a whistle in double quick time with a Gillette Blue Blade. That's what we mean by shaving the all Gillette way. And I'm giving it to you straight. This is the quickest, easiest way by far. Why not go in for better-looking shaves and extra comfort, too? Ask your dealer for a Gillette Lava Shaving Cream. See for yourself what it does for you. Friends, today's World Series is being broadcast to our troops overseas. Army regulations forbid mention of the sponsor's name. For that reason, and to make this broadcast to our boys possible, Gillette gladly refrains from mentioning the company or its products at any time during the course of the game except between innings. And these brief commercials are deleted by the shortwave monitor. All right, Bob. Boys overseas are listening. Now the ball game goes into the first half of the second, and here's Karofsky up the Yankee third baseman, and there is a perfect strike. It couldn't have been any better if he'd have hung it in there. Right down the middle is the call strike on Karofsky. He has one for seven in the series and one run batted in. Barrowie on the mound. Starting his wind-up again, here's the next pitch, and Karofsky swings, and there is a high foul back of the plate. The catcher has a chance on this ball. Dickey is back. He caught it. Karofsky fouled that ball about 50 feet back of the plate. Dickey's mask went off. He moved right back in line with the plate, right back towards the stands, and caught that ball easily for the first out. One gone. Here's the first baseman, Ray Sanders. He has three for seven in the series, and yesterday hit a long home run over Matheny's head. That's left-handed. Here's the first pitch Sanders takes. It's a strike, shoulder high, right over the plate. The ump says that was good. It's Joe Rue back at the plate today of the American League. Incidentally, these umpires are doing a splendid job. The American League, by the way, is making a two-reel picture of all the games with sound, which they're going to send to all the camps overseas and in the United States when the series is over. There's a fast strike. It's right around his knees. The outfield is playing Sanders as a sharp hitter. They've all moved in just a few steps. There's a swing and a miss. He struck him out. Sanders went for a very fast curveball across the letters, 
and he went down swinging. He is out on strike. So that is a strikeout for Baroe. He's allowed a hit, given one walk, and has one strikeout. Now here's Danny Litwater. Litwater has gone 0 for 6 so far in the series. The right-hand batter. First pitch to him. There's a line foul into the stands. To the right, it's one strike. Litwater smashed a liner past first base into the lower box seat, and it is one strike. Each side has made one hit. There are no runs as yet. Baroe for the Yankees. Alpha Brazel for St. Louis. Baroe starting his wind-up. Here's the next pitch. Litwater swings. There is a smash back at the pitcher. It rolls off to his left. He still may get in. The play. He's safe. He beat it out for a hit. A line smash right back at Baroe. Hit him right above the leg. It rolled off to the left between first and second. Baroe chased the ball himself, picked it up and fired it. But... The play was beaten for a base hit. So it is the first hit in the series for Lickwaller, and now the umpires call time to see whether or not Baroli is okay. That is Lickwaller's first hit in the series. Bill Dickey is going out to talk to Baroli. Frankie Crusetti is in there around the mound talking to him. Big Hank is okay. Stands out there now, wiping his face, looking around the infield. By the way, Barolian winning 14 and losing 9. Won 9 and lost 1 from July the 11th to September 15th. This year he gave 72 walks and 111 strikeouts, which means he's a pretty good boy at firing over that third strike. Now here's Marty Marion up, a right-handed batter, and there's a high short fly ball to left field near the foul line. Keller coming fast. He reached over and made a beautiful backhand catch of the ball in foul territory to retire the side. Charlie Keller made a dazzling backhand catch of Marion's foul fly down the left field line to retire the tie. The totals are no runs, one hit, and that is the end of the first half of the second. And that's what Hank Roy this morning. You can put out as a sure thing that to produce a razor blade as uniformly fine as today's Gillette Blue Blade is an exacting operation requiring precision workmanship of the highest degree. In fact, it's impossible to manufacture a blade as sharp and durable without the technical know-how, skill, and specialized equipment found only at World Shaving Headquarters. So I'm just passing on the good news that today's Gillette Blue Blade gives the cricket, smooth it, and believe me, in every way, the best-looking shave any man ever had. Well, this is Bob Elson talking to you again from Yankee Stadium. For those of you who might be tuning in late, here's a quick lineup again for you. St. Louis Klein second, Walker center, Musial right, Cooper catching, Karofsky third, Sanders first, Litwater left, Marion short, and Brazel pitching, Borny York, Stainback center, Cassetti short, Johnson third, Keller left, Gordon second, Dickey catching, Etten first, Lindell in right, and Baroli pitching. Each side has made, uh, the uh, Cardinals have made one hit, and the Yankees... Cardinals have made two hits and the Yankees have made one. There's your recapitulation for those of you who are tuning in late. The first pitch to Gordon is right in there for a called strike. Nobody on and nobody out. No score in the ball game. We're in the last half of the second. Brazel gets ready. A slow ball. There is line smash to left. Lickweiler made a Outstanding players. Now here is Dickey up. Dickey has one for seven in the series, the left-hand batter. 
Alpha Brazil is already. Here's the pitch. It's in very close. Boy, that was a remarkable catch out there by Luke Waller. One of the great catches of the series. Just as Charlie Keller made a beautiful catch to retire the side in the other inning, reaching over into the stands to make a backhand catch of a long foul fly. Brazel, a slim left-hander, stands about five feet, ten and a half. He's starting his windup. Here comes the pitch. There is a swing and a bouncing ball down to Klein. He's up with it. The peg to first. He is an easy out. And there's two gone. The Cardinals peg it around the infield. Bill was out at first base by at least 10 or 12 steps. Here's the first baseman, Nick Etten. Well, maybe Nick can do what Lipwater did the last time up. He made his first hit. Nick Etten has been 0 for 8 so far in the series. And he'll be trying to break into that hit column right now. Two out and nobody on in the last half of the second. Alpha Brazel looks down at Walker Cooper getting his sign. Here's Etten, that peculiar crouch of his. And there is a swing and a foul tip. Ball drops at the feet of Walker Cooper. He picks the ball up, gives it to the umpire, Rue, who's back at the plate today. Rue of the American League is working back at the plate. Stewart of the National League at first. Rommel of the American League at second. And Beans Reardon of the National League at third. The umpires are doing their usually splendid job in the series. Razzle is all ready. Here's the next pitch. Etten takes one inside. Very close for a ball. The ball one strike, one count on Etten. Two out here in the last half of the second at New York. This is the final game of the series in New York. The entire baseball caravan moves on tonight to St. Louis for the first game there on Sunday. Brazel taking plenty of time out there. He's a deliberate worker. Has a lot of wind-up. Here comes the pitch, and there is a bouncing ball down to Karofsky at third. He's up with it. There is a peg, and he is out at first by a step on a baseball he did not mean to hit. He got his bat in the way that time as he drew away. The ball hit the bat and rolled down to Karofsky, who came in fast, made a nice play on the ball, and threw him out. And so the totals in the last half of the second are three up and three down, no runs, no hits, nothing across. And the two-inning totals here at New York for the Cardinals, no runs and two hits. For the New York Yankees, no runs and one hit. Their hit was by Stainback, the first man to bat in the first inning. And the two Cardinal hits were spread over two innings. Walker doubles, the second man up in the first. And Littweiler single for his first hit of the series, the third man up in the second. That's the picture here, fans, at New York, as we now go into the first half of the third. The Yankees in their white uniforms are already out on the field. Staying back in center, Lindell in right, Keller in left, Johnson third, Presetti short, Gordon second, Etten first, Baroli is pitching, and the catcher is Bill Dickey. The pitcher, Alpha Brazel, gets a nice friendly hand from the crowd as he comes up to the plate. We have another tremendous crowd here today, a tremendous crowd. Brazel back left-handed. Here's the first pitch to him, and it's a strike. It's over the outside corner. Waist high. One strike call for Alpha Brazel. The outfield playing him straight away. Well, he gets his sign. Here's the next pitch. He swings and hits the hopper foul down the third baseline on the ground. And it's two strikes for the Cardinal pitcher. Roy has number 15 on the back of his white uniform. Just leaned over to pick up the rosin bag. Now he's getting all ready again. Here's the pitch, and there is a swing and a bouncing foul to the right of the plate. Lou Klein is waiting to bat next for St. Louis. Picks the ball up and gives it to the St. Louis bat boy. No score at New York. We are in the third inning. No score in the ball game. Rowe gets his sign. Here's the next pitch to Brazel. He swings and there's the foul. Out of play. It's up into the stands to our left. And it's still two strikes. 
two strikes on the Cardinal pitcher batting for the first time today. He's leading off in the first half of the third. No score in the ball game. Raleigh taking plenty of time. Right foot forward on the rubber. Now he starts his windup. Arms over his head. Down again. He swings around. Here comes the pitch. He stuck him out. He went for a sharp curveball across his waist, and he goes down swinging. The Yankees pepper that ball around the infield, and that is another strikeout. That is two strikeouts for Baroli. Now we're back to the top of the batting order for St. Louis, and here is the second baseman, Lou Klein, up. Klein fly to Stainback. First time up. Here he is right below us here, swinging that light-colored bat around. Baroli gets set. Here's the pitch, and there is a mighty swing and a miss. Had a beautiful changeup, a slow curveball that time that came in there as big as a balloon. And Klein missed it. One strike. Pitcher's already again. There's the windup, and here's the next pitch to Klein at the front down the first baseline. Etten's going to field the ball. The play is to the pitcher who covered, and he is out on a very close play. A nice fielding play by the Yankees. Etten stepped in a few feet, picked the ball up on the grass, flipped it back to the pitcher who went past him. He and the base runner arrived at almost the same time, except that the pitcher's foot was on the bag first. Yvetten the assist on the play, and the pitcher the put out. Two gone. Now here's Walker, who has two hits in the series. First time up today, he drove a double over the third baseman's head. Two out and nobody on. The ball game in the first half of the third. There is no score. Rowley gets his sign. There's the windup, and here comes the pitch. It's a swing and a miss, and what a swing. He fell down. You hear that yell from the crowd? Walker was going for the jackpot that time. He swung so hard, he lost his balance and fell down, and the crowd really let out a roar. Walker steps away from an inside hook in around his knees, and it's one and one. Hope the gang out there at BOQ in the Middle West is enjoying the broadcast today. Ball game is in the third. Nobody on. Walker batting. Two out. No score in the ball game. Morelli gets his sign. Here comes the pitch. There is a ball. It's wide, and it's ball two and strike one. It's a two-one count. Bill Dickey walks out in front of the plate and then fires the baseball back to Barroi. Brazel has allowed one hit. Barroi has allowed two hits. We're seeing great pitching again in this third game of the World Series. Now the windup. Here comes the pitch. There is a foul. It's out of play. It's up into the stands. In fact, it hit the top of the stands just over third base and drops back into the lower box seat. And there is another baseball for the servicemen. All the baseballs hit into the stands are sent to the various Army-Navy camps. All two in strike two for Walker. Raleigh gets his sign. There's the wind-up. Here comes the next pitch. There's a fly ball into short right field. Staying back coming over fast. Lindell going over. Lindell's ball. He took it to retire the side. So, fans, in the first half of the third inning, it is no runs and no hits, nothing across. It's a case of three up and three down. That ends the first half of the third inning. You're listening to the broadcast of the third game of the World Series from Yankee Stadium in New York. Because now, for station identification, this is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, here we go into the last half of the third inning. That's New York. 
in this tremendous stadium, fans. As we look out into center field to our left and to our right, it's a, a very huge uncovered bleacher section. And all around us here to the left, along the left field line, along the right field line, is a gigantic stadium. The triple deck affair that is really tremendous. The first man to bat for the Yankees in the last half of the third is their right fielder, Johnny Lindell. Johnny used to be a pitcher with the Yankees. This year they transformed him into an outfielder, and he did a right smart job. He has no hits and three tries for the series. There's a long fly ball way out in the left center field. Walker going back, back, back. He caught that ball way out in left center field. At least 430 feet from home plate for the first out in the last half of the third. of these World Series games how much ground that Harry Walker has been covering in center field. And that was a case there where he ran a country mile for a long smash off the bat of Johnny Lindell way out into left center field. He caught that ball just about 430 feet from home plate. Here's the Yankee pitcher, Hank Baroli, getting a hand as he stepped up. That's right-handed. One out and nobody on in the last half of the third. No score in the ball game. Brazel pitching. There is a ball. The old sinker broke in too low that time. Walker Cooper goes to his knees to get the ball. It rolls away from him. He just picked it up and fired it back to Brazel. The Cardinals keep up a constant stream of chatter out there in the infield. Brazel is winding up. Here comes the pitch. There's a bouncing foul. The ball hits the dirt, bounced up and hits the batsman and rolls away. And Cooper gets a new baseball and throws out to Brazel. Brazel won eight games and lost two for St. Louis. He allowed 30 walks and had 26 strikeouts. Here comes the pitch. There is a swing and an outside pitch, and he just got a piece of the ball and fouled it. He fouled, tipped that ball, and it's ball one and strike two for the Yankee pitcher, Hank Baroli. Right down below us here, below our mutual booth in his light uniform, swinging a light-colored bat around. There's Alpha Brazel, the left-hander, getting all set. He's winding up. Here comes the pitch. There is a hard foul on the ground into the St. Louis dugout. Hank got a piece of that ball and slammed it over to the Cardinal dugout. And it's now ball one and strike two for Baroli. Yankee outfield playing not, or the Cardinal outfield playing not too deep and straight away. Brazel is all ready. Here comes the next pitch. There is a swing and a miss. He struck him out. He went all the way around on that ball. The catcher dropped it and he had him struck out. Now there's two gone in the last half of the third, and here's the leadoff man, Stainback, who the first time up today made his second hit of the series. A line single in the left field. Stepping into the batter's box now with two out and nobody on in the Yankee half of the third, the last half of the third. The Yankee dugout is just below us here to our left, and the St. Louis dugout is just to our right. A bunt, foul on the ground, down the third baseline. Tuck was off that time. In a hurry for a first base, but the ball was fouled. It missed the fair territory by a couple of feet. In fact, it never was fair at all. Karoski came in very fast for the ball. Had to run way down the line to pick it up. Stainback, the Yankee center fielder, is batting in the last half of the third. A great World Series, third game. Series even at a game apiece. Brazel is all ready. Here's the next pitch to Stainback. He swings a roller out to Mark Marion. He's up with the ball. There goes the peg. Beans out at first base, and it retires the side. Saunders made a reaching one-hand stab of Marion's high throw. And so it is three up and three down. No runs and no hits. That is the end of three innings 
in the third game of the World Series, and here are the three-inning totals. For the Cardinals, no runs and two hits. For the Yankees, no runs and one hit. There you have it, fans. There's the picture for three innings, those of you who might be tuning in late. The Yankees are using Hank Ferroy, a right-hander, on the mound, and the St. Louis Cardinals are using Alpha Brazel, a left-hander on the mound. A lad who a lot of you fans listening in out there in the West Coast will remember. He pitched some great baseball out there for Sacramento. Now we're going into the first half of the fourth inning. There is no score in the ballgame. Here's manager Southworth, number 30 on the back of his gray uniform below us, walking down the third baseline. Mike Gonzalez is already in the coach's box at first. And the first man to bat for St. Louis in the fourth is coming up. It's going to be their great right fielder, Stan Musial, who has two for eight in the series, and he walked the first time up today. Here's the first pitch, and there is a swing and a long foul up into the stands way down the left field line. Our broadcast today is being short-waved around the world to all the men in the service. Stan Musial batting in the fourth inning. Nobody on and nobody up. Rowe gets already out there again. One strike on Musial. Here's the pitch, and there is a swing and a base hit. Hit sharply in the left field. Very hard hit ball. Just about a foot over the grass as it went in between Corsetti and Johnson to the left field. And you could tell it was a hit just as soon as it left his bat. It was hit like with the speed of a bullet. Man on first and nobody off. Starting the fourth inning for St. Louis. That is the third hit off of Barroi. Now here is Walker Cooper, the big catcher of the Cardinals stopped a rally the first time up by hitting into a double play. He has two hits so far in the series. Here's the pitch, and there's an attempted spot. It goes foul into the stands right over the Yankee dugout. Attempting to move Musial along to second base, Cooper attempted to bunt the first pitch and bunted a line drive into the stands. And on first base, and no one out, fourth inning. Both teams trying hard to get the advantage to get out in front in this third World Series game. Rowe gets set. Musial has a good lead off. There's a ball. It's high right up around his chin, and it's one and one. The Yankee infield pulls the automatic shift play on an attempted sacrifice. The first baseman moves in, the third baseman moves in, and the second baseman moves toward first to cover over there in case the play goes that way. The shortstop takes all throws at second. Ball one and strike one. Rowe is all set. Watch Musial. Here's the pitch. There's a high infield fly. Right back of the mound, the shortstop, Crescetti, is waiting for the ball. Thing, he caught it, and there's one gone. Walker Cooper hit one a mile high in the air in the infield. It came down just about 10 feet in front of second base, and Crescetti grabbed it for an easy out. Here's Karofsky. Karofsky was out the first time up. So far, he's had one hit in the series. That was a timely hit, a sharp single to center field yesterday when he drove in a run. Musial on first base, watch him now. Here comes the pitch, Karofsky takes a mighty swing and fouls the ball. It gets away from the catcher and goes back toward the screen. The Yankees keep up a constant stream of the old catter and Pepper out there in the infield. With Bill Johnson at third, Frankie Crisetti at short, Joe Gordon at second, and Nick Etten on the bag at first. The outfield is playing Karofsky just a step or two to the left. Musial on first base and one gone. Fourth inning, no score. 
Here's the pitch, and he swings and misses a curveball up around the letters, and it's two strikes. This fellow has a beautiful curveball, it's Ferrelli. That pitch was right in across the letters on Karofsky. He took a mighty swing at that ball, and he missed it, so it's two strikes. Usual on first base, one out, fourth inning. Ferrelli getting set, keeps an eye on the base runner. Watch it now, here's the pitch, and there's a smash, it's a fair ball down the left field line, it's a hit, here's Fusial racing around the third base, the throw is into second base, he hits the dirt, and he's safe at second. It was a very close play at second base. Charlie Keller made a beautiful throw from the left field line, and Karofsky took a head-first slide, 10 feet from second base, and picked up plenty of dirt on the way, and got the call out there from umpire Ramo on a close play. Scored as a two-base hit. It hit about a foot inside the third baseline and went way down the line. And so the Cardinals have their second good scoring opportunity of the ball game here, fans. In the fourth inning, they have a man on second and a man on third with only one out. That is hit number four off of Karofsky, and Sanders is going to get an intentional pass. Ray Sanders is getting the old one, two, three, four. Only one out in the fourth inning, and they're walking Sanders to fill him up. Ball three, here it is. Ball three, and now comes ball four, and Sanders will walk to first base, and the bases will be loaded. There it is, ball four. He throws the bat to the Cardinal bat boy, and here is Danny Litwaller, the left fielder coming up, who today made his first hit in the series. Danny's hit a couple of balls fired in the series, but they were foul. Outside of that, he hasn't really looked his uh, accustomed self up there in the batter's box. Today, he finally came through with a base hit. The first time up. And he's up there now in a spot where he is plenty dangerous. Bases loaded for St. Louis. Musial on third. Karaski on second. Sanders on first. One out. First half of the fourth. They're loaded. Full house. One out. Now Broly is set. Here's the pitch to Litwater. It's high. Up around his chin. It's ball on. Bases loaded. A dramatic moment in the fourth game or in the fourth inning of the third game of the series. No score as yet. The Cardinals trying to break the ice here and they have a great scoring opportunity. Broly getting all set. Here's the next pitch. Litwater takes one. It missed the corner. It's ball three. Ball two. Just missed the corner that time for ball two. Dickey walks out in front of the plate and shouts something to Baroli, and here is Corsetti coming in. Frankie's a great little fellow out there in the infield when a fellow gets him a jam to get in there and quiet him down. Goes in there, pats him on the back. Come on, Hank, we'll get him out for you. Just get in there and pitch ball. Musial on third. Karofsky on second. Sanders on first. The ball two count on Danny Litwaller. Here comes the pitch, and it's a spike, a nice one that time, in around his knees, it's called, and it's ball two and strike one. Two and one now for Danny Litwaller, the St. Louis left fielder. Bases loaded, the best scoring opportunity of the ball game. One out. Rowey gets his sign out there again, ball two, strike one, here comes the pitch, and there's a swing and a foul on the ground to the right of the plate, and now Rowey has evened up the count at two and two. Big Hank pitching out there with plenty of heart. And the base is loaded and a 2 nothing count on the batter. And now he has settled down. Blanky came in there and talked to him. And now he has worked the count to ball two, strike two on Litwater. No score in the ball game. This is the fourth inning. 
Barrow. He's taking plenty of time. He calls time now. Barrow, he calls time and rolls that ball down to Dickey. A new baseball is being thrown out to him. And Dickey hands that ball to umpire Rue, who's working back at the plate. Now the pitcher wants to talk to the catcher. And they're going to hold a little conference midway between the plate and the mound. They're standing out there now, and Broey has his glove off. He's rubbing this new baseball around in his bare hands to get some of the shine off of it. Get it all set to get a real feel of it so he can grip it. Now Dickey has turned around. Here he is, walking right back, steps over the plate. And Baroey has just reached the mound again. Base is loaded. Ball two, strike two on Litwater, who has one hit so far in the series. This is a very tense moment in this third game. Ball two, strike two, bases loaded. All right, he's starting his windup. Here comes the next pitch, and he swings, and there's a hit. A base hit in the left field. One run is scoring. Here's another man tearing into the plate, and he hits the dirt and scores. Two-run score, and on the throw to the plate, Litwater goes to second. The Cardinals lead two to nothing. Get it all set to get a real feel of it so he can grip it. Now Dickey has turned around. Here he is, walking right back, steps over the plate. And Barrowey has just reached the mound again. Bases loaded, ball two, strike two on Litwater, who has one hit so far in the series. This is a very tense moment in this third game. Ball two, strike two, bases loaded. All right, he's starting his windup. Here comes the next pitch, and he swings, and there's a hit. A base hit into left field. One runner scoring. Here's another man tearing into the plate, and he hits the dirt and scores. Two-run score, and on the throw to the plate, Litwater goes to second. The Cardinals lead two to nothing. Fans, that was a very sharp hit. A base hit into left field. On the throw into the plate from Keller to Dickey, Litwater went to second. So Litwater is on second. Sanders is on first. Musial and Karaski have scored. And the Redbirds draw first blood. In the third game of the World Series, they lead 2-0 in a big fourth inning. Now time is called. Dickey wants to go out and talk to Baroy. Five hits. They're going to give an attentional walk to Marty Marion. Man on second, man on third. They're going to come up again to work on the pitcher. Litwater really raced down there to second base with a fast slide and got in there safely. And the Cardinals using that vaunted speed of theirs every way they can. Ball its way outside. Ball three to Marty Marion. Rowley getting ready again. Here comes the next pitch. Ball four. He walked him. Another intentional pass. Well, this is a big fourth inning here for St. Louis. They've scored two runs already, and they still have the bases loaded. And now here's Billy Southworth coming down to talk to Brazel, the pitcher who is now coming up to the plate. Southworth is now on his way back to third base to the coaching box. And there are runners on first, second, and third. Sanders on third. Litwater on second. He came through with a beautiful hit, his second hit of the series, with the bases loaded. And Marion is on first with a walk. Brazel bats left-handed. Here's the pitch, and there's a smash on the ground. Foul. One strike. The ball hits down the third baseline, hits against the railing in front of the lower box seats, and bounces out into left field, and Frankie Crosetti chases the ball and picks it up. Three men on for the Redbirds. Two runs are in. It's the fourth inning of the third game of the World Series at New York. Pitcher getting all set out there again. Runners on first, second, and third. 
Here comes the next one to Brazzle. Brazzle hits a very high infield fly. It's foul outside of first base. It's going to retire the side, and the runners will stay just exactly where they were. It was a very high infield fly that Etten, the first baseman, caught in foul territory about five feet, and it retires the batter for the second out. Two gone. Runner still on first, second, and third, and two out now, and here is Klein. He's been up twice today without a hit. Two runs are in for St. Louis. Bases still loaded. Big fourth inning. As we told you before, Litwater is credited with a single. He took second on the throw to the plate. Here's Klein batting. He has two hits so far in the series. Here's the pitch. There is a high foul over near the stands. It's going into the stands. It's out of play near first base. Etten races over. At first, you couldn't tell right away whether it was going to be in the stands or not, but it drops in, and it is a foul strike for Klein. The fourth inning of the third game of the World Series finds the Cardinals in front, two to nothing. Bases are loaded, and Klein is up. Well, he gets his sign. Here comes the next pitch to Klein. He swings and hits the high-bouncing ball out to Cressetti. He's up at the ball. The play is at first, and he is out to retire the side. And three men are left on the bases, and that was a very close play. It retired the side, and the totals in the first half of the fourth are two runs, one, two, three, three hits, and two walks, and the two walks were intentional. The score at the end of the first half of the fourth, the Cardinals two and the Yankees nothing. Come in, Red. Do you know why you get a more lasting shave? Why your face looks smooth and whisker-free hours longer when you use Gillette Lather Shaving Cream? Well, Danny Litwala, who's hit just sent in those two runs, mentioned this as his personal experience, and he asked the reason for it. And here's the story. Gillette Lather Shaving Cream contains far more moisture than most creams and soaks your beard more thoroughly. In fact, it forms a spongy lather that's saturated with water and stays wet on your face. Now, when you give your whiskers a good soaking, I don't mean just wet them, the bristles swell up and lengthen out, believe it or not. And then after you've shaved, the hair shafts shrink back below the skin surface as they dry and leave your face smooth and clean-looking far longer than otherwise. So fans, for the longest-lasting shaves and the best-looking, prepare your beard with Gillette Lava Shaving Cream. This is Bob Elson talking to you again. Red Barber will be in to give you his exciting play-by-play on the last half of the ball game today. We're going into the last half of the fourth inning, and here is Persetti up, and there is a mighty swing and a miss. Right. Swung hard at the old sinker ball that time. It was very low outside, and he missed it. Persetti batting with nobody on and nobody out, and the Yankees trailing 2 to nothing in the third game of the series. Wind up, here's the pitch, and there is a curveball that didn't come in quite far enough. It's a ball, one and one. Alpha Brazil, a left-hander on the mound. For St. Louis against Tank Baroy, a right-hander for the Yankees. Brazil is all ready. Here's the next pitch. There's a swing and a ground ball to the left to Marion. He goes him. Safe at first. It's an error for Marty Marion. The ball went right through his legs into left center field, and the Yankees have a man on first in the last half of the fourth inning. Now they hope that this will be a beginning for them. An error for Marion. Something you seldom see, and here is Johnson, the third baseman up. Johnson hit into a force play the first time up. Man on first base, and nobody out here in the last half of the fourth as the Yankees fight now to get back into this ball game. Runner on first, here's the pitch to Johnson. Johnson takes, and it's a call strike. 
It's right around his knee. Razzle so far has allowed just one hit. A single by Stainback in the first inning, the first man to face him. Study on first base, a good lead off. Here's the pitch at the ball, low outside, and it's one and one. Razzle, a youngster out there on the mound for St. Louis, and certainly a youngster in the major leagues, pitches with all the cunning and poise of a veteran. Young man from out there in the West, who's born down in Oklahoma, really knows his way around. Runner on first base, the ball one strike one count on Johnson, the Yankees' great third baseman. Here comes the pitch, there's the swing and a ground ball to Marion. He's up to the over to second out, back over to first, he's down, a double play. Well, there was a twin killing started by Marion to make up for that error, and it erased both runners, the play going from Marion to Klein to Sanders, and there's two gone now, fans, in the last half of the fourth. Here's Charlie Keller. Keller was the strikeout victim the first time up. He has two for eight so far in the series. All the Yankee fans are hoping that Charlie Keller will explode a couple of those famous homers of his before this series is over. This fellow can really hit that ball. There's a mighty swing and a foul tip. Rolls on the ground back of the plate, and umpire Rue throws a new baseball out to Bradford. The Yankees started off getting a man out in the fourth, when Marty Marion made an error on Presetti's ground ball, but they quickly mopped up in a lightning-like double play. Marion declined to Sanders on Johnson's ground ball. So there's two out in the last half of the fourth. The Cardinals lead two to nothing. Keller takes his swing. Can't meet that ball solidly on two swings. He rolled a foul on the ground to the St. Louis dugout, and it is now two strikes on Keller, the famed Yankee strongman. Two teammates to right alongside of him. We hope that they're listening and enjoying the broadcast today. Are in the service, DiMaggio in center field, and my old friend Tommy Henrik, who played right field. Two-strike count on Charlie Keller. Frazzle sizing him up, getting his sign for Walker Cooper. There's the wind-up. Here it is. There's another mighty swing, and again he tops that ball. It rolls on the ground off to the left, and the Yankee fat boy comes out of the dugout, which is to our left here, to pick it up. Cardinal outfield is playing Keller way around to the right. This fellow can really powder that ball when he hits it to right field. In fact, when he hits it to any field, he drove a tremendous drive over Litwaller's head in left field yesterday. Here's the next pitch. It's in close, very close to Charlie, and it's ball one and strike two. Two out and nobody on. St. Louis two. The Yankees nothing in the last half of the fourth. Third game of the World Series and the final game in New York. Next game will be Sunday at St. Louis. Now here's the pitch, there's a slow ball, he slowed up on one that time, but it was a little bit close, and Keller, you could just see, couldn't make up his mind whether or not to take a swing at that ball or not. The crowd sensed his thinking on the ball as it was coming in, it was a real slow one, and he finally let it go by, it was in on the handles, he stepped back and gets the ball count, making it two and two. Alpha Brazel sizing him up, there's the start of the wind-up again, here comes the pitch, there's a bouncing ball to Brazel, it's going to be an easy out, the ball is in the air, he's out, the play going from Brazel to Sanders, and it retires the side. And so, fans, that is the end of the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, one error. The error charged to Marion. Here's the Cardinals, one error in the ball game. And we're going into the first half of the fifth inning of a two-to-nothing ball game. Cardinals scored both their runs in the second. 
Yankees are out there on the field now. We're always getting in his practice throws. And before the first man comes to bat in the first half of the fifth, we'll have all our stations come in and identify themselves. You're listening to the broadcast from New York of the number three game of the World Series. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Now we're back here in the Yankee Stadium, New York City. First man to bat for the Redbirds is going to be Harry Walker, their center fielder who's played a marvelous fielding game in center field in the series. Had a nice chat with the former center fielder, Terry Moore, who's here for the series today. And old Terry certainly likes the way his teammate is rolled in that center pasture. Walker's playing great ball. Up in there now. Rowie gets the sign. Here's the first pitch to him, and there is a top front that's going to be caught by the pitcher going to his right toward the third baseline, and Walker is out. He attempted the bunt. He popped the ball over near the third baseline, halfway between the plate and third base, and it was caught just about a foot inside the line in fair territory for an easy out. The ball just seemed to hang in the air, and Baroli gets the put up. Here's Stan Musial. He walked the first time. It's safely the second time. A shot hit the left field. There's the ball. It's low inside, and it's ball one. Baroli has allowed five hits. Brazel has allowed one hit. First half of the fifth inning with St. Louis on top, two to nothing. Here comes the pitch, and there is a strike. It's a beauty that time. Right in around his knees, a beautiful curveball, and it's one and one. Tall, slender right-hander, Hank Baroli on the mound. He starts his motion out there again. Wind up, here's the next pitch to Musial. Musial hits the ground ball to Corsetti. Frankie comes in fast. There goes the peg. He is out at first base, and there's two gone. Did you hear that oom from the crowd? Etten had to make a reaching one-hand stab to his right, reaching toward right field to make a catch, a one-hand catch of Corsetti's high, wide throw. So that's two gone. By the way, Corsetti out there at shortstop is in on those batted balls like a cat. That's two gone, and here's Cooper up. First time up, he hit into a double play. Here's the first pitch to him, and there is that ball. It's low and outside, and it's ball one. Been up twice today without a hit. He has two hits so far in the series. He's batting now with two out and nobody on. First half of the fifth inning. Rowe gets all set. There's a swing and a long foul. Way up into the stands, down the left field line, and it's ball one and strike one. And when this big Walker Cooper gets a hold of that ball, it's really going someplace. The ball hit on the stands and falls back into left field, and Keller is just throwing the ball back into third base. Billy Southward took it on the bounce and throws it back to the bat boy. Two out and nobody on. Ball one, strike one, count on Walker Cooper. Barrelli gets all set. Here comes the pitch. There's a swing and a high-bouncing ball to Bill Johnson at third. There goes the peg. He's out at first base on a nice play. Johnson to Etten, and it retires the side. And so it is nothing across, fans, in the first half of the fifth inning. The last play, Johnson to Wetton. It's three up and three down. It's no runs and no hits. And the totals for the first four and a half innings, the Cardinals, two runs and five hits. The New York Yankees, no runs and one hit. A single by Stainback off of Brazel in the first inning. Well, fans, this is Bob Elson, who's had the pleasure of bringing you the first half of this ball game. And now for the second half of the ball game, and I'm sure it's going to be very exciting, I'm going to put you in very, very good hands. My old friend, work made out here on many, many a World Series, Red Barber will give you his colorful story of the second half of what should be one of the most exciting ball games in the series. Come in, Red. Thank you, Bob Elson, very, very much. And from uh, my position here, 
Uh, seeing the plays as they took place and hearing them as you described them, millions of you listening in have had the best seat I know for this third game of the World Series. And it is with a great deal of humility and a great deal of satisfaction to be attempting the assignment in the last half of this game, not only the assignment of broadcasting World Series, but particularly heightened by the many of our fighting men that are listening in overseas. First up in the last of the fifth inning is Joe Gordon, who hit a wicked line drive in the second inning, and Danny Lutwala made the spectacular circus catch that Bob so graphically told you about, the one-handed running in catch. Gordon up there, right-hand hitter, Basil pitches, Gordon swings, has a hot one down to deep third, Kowalski up the lone, throw to first, in time, but two steps and Joe's out. Third to first, Kowalski to Sanders. Kowalski is a very tough-minded ball player down there. In the uh, first inning, if you'll recall, Spainback was charging in. He was sliding with those spikes first. Kowalski made the tag and went right into his feet. Bob told you, Spainback slid into the ball. Kowalski put the ball there and held it there. He's making sure of that out. Bill Dickey up. That's hand hitter swinging, hit the foul ball into the lower left field stand. Strike one. Spainback greeted Brazzles. Very first pitch with a line single to left. And the Cardinals bullpen crew immediately got busy. But they haven't been busy since the first inning. As this half-a-year rookie settled right down. Dickey waits at the plate. Swings, hits the ground, foul back at first base. Strike two. Brazzle took a little off that pitch, and Dickey swung out ahead of it and beat it into the ground. Nothing in two. One man out, nobody on. Brazzle is 28 years old. Looks down into the ground. He's been in baseball a long while. Got his seasoning, of course, in the high minors. Delivers. Curve swung on. There's a high, high foul ball coming back and just into the sand. Still nothing in two. Dickey in the second inning bounced out on a sharp ground ball. Second to first. That was fine to Sanders. The score stands two to nothing in favor of the Cardinals. Pretty important, as Bill Corum pointed out, just before the play-by-play got underway, the winning of this ball game. It gives the team a very sharp edge. The pitch. Curve just missing outside, and Basil is unhappy about the decision, but he doesn't kick. He just stands there. And then turns and goes back to the Rosen bag. One and two. Brazel works jerkily, which adds to his peculiar type of pitching effectiveness. Comes down overhand and pours it low inside under this two and two. Two balls, two strikes. As a rule, he's pitching sidearm from by way of first base. He's a left-hander. But that one he peeled right out in back of his left ear. They're not playing Dickey to pull particularly. Center field Harry Walker's over toward left. Dickey swings and throws a high foul into the upper stands alongside right field. Two and two. Several of our fans want to know just exactly the meaning of uh, a batter pulling. Well, that means hitting out slightly ahead and pulling it in his natural direction. Dickey, a left-hand hitter, would pull toward right field. Any right-hand batter who pulls would be pulling one toward left field. Two and two. One man out, Basil taking his time. A new supply of baseballs is brought in to rule. Basil didn't have one, so he just stood in, finally held his hands out there just to say, well, can't pitch up to hand him. Rule nodded and said, you sure can't. Tossed him a pelota, as Mike Gonzalez would say. 
The 2-2 pitch to Dickey swung on as a high fly ball out along the left field line. Littweiler going over close to the line in foul ground, and he can't get it. The ball is one row of feet back. He was in that same sector that Charlie Keller made his fine one-handed catch of that foul ball, hit by Marion in the second inning. The outfield play in the series has been excellent, and so far in today's ball game, it has been superlative. And Harry Walker ran and ran and ran. Like somebody said, they had a free steak with no ration points. Back there in the third inning. Cut that ball about 440 feet back there. That one was hit by Lindell. Dickey swings and hits a line drive into right field for a base hit. That's the second safety for the Yankees. And Dickey, after hitting innumerable fouls, finally straightened one out. Klein, who was already playing deep, leaped and was just about a half a foot short. And Dickey comes up with his second hit of the World Series. Line single in the right. And this is the second hit for the Yankees this afternoon. It's number seven in the ball game. So this means the Basel has to be very careful. The tying run is up there at the plate. Right now, in the person of Nick Etten, who is base hit hungry. He hasn't had one yet so far, and this is his first World Series. He's over one today and over nine so far for the ball classic. Dickie at first, one man up. Etten takes a fastball down by the shins. It makes him move his feet. Ball one. Walter Cooper fires the return. The outfield is severely shifted around toward right. They're playing Etten as a sharp pull hitter toward right. He's in that couch. Faces the pitcher. Wide open stance. Mazel works. A curve swung on. There's a high pop fly going back of short. There's Slats Marion waiting. And he takes it. Squeezes it for out number two. Put out by the shortstop. So it is now two down. And here is Lindell. Talk about a fellow who was unhappy. He really cowtailed one. There are not many ballparks that have enough real estate in them for any center fielder to catch the ball that Lindell hit in the third inning. He hit it 440 feet. But Harry Walker went back there and pulled it down. That's the longest run for a catch so far in the series. And Lindell, uh, who was sure when he belted it that he had something, when he finally realized that it was just another put out, he walked a little slower going back into the dugout. And the Yankees back in the dugout understood why because they all raced to the front of the dugout and gave him a big hand as he came in as if to say, okay, you just keep hitting them that way. They can't catch him. Not all of them. Lindell up again. Two down. Johnny crouches and takes a high inside curve, breaking in by the hands and turning him partially back. Ball one. Right-hand hitter. Lindell is 6'4". He's a big fella. Out of leverage. Outfield deep around toward left. Braswin position looks at first. Now pitches. Lindell swings. Hits a high foul up and back. Walker Cooper sheds his mask. He's carrying back. He can't get it. The ball lands just on top of the beginning of the screen, directly behind Hall. One ball, one strike. Lindell backs out, gets some dirt on his hand. Old Space, speaking of getting dirt on your hand, this is the last game at Yankee Stadium this year. The series resumes at St. Louis on Sunday. And the uh, one of the most memorable baseball sites that I have in the back of my mind is after the second game at Sportsman's Park St. Louis last year. Remember how the fans out there poured out and scooped up hands full of the dirt off pitchers mound and around home plate and took it home in handkerchiefs as a souvenir. Lindell swinging hits another foul. This one all the way back to strike two. And by the way, folks, our broadcasting times from St. Louis will be one hour back of the starting times of the three games here at New York. 
He'll begin at 2.15 Eastern Wartime, which, of course, is uh, 1.15 Central Wartime. Lindell digging in. Razzle comes down. A change-up that is over for Carl Frankly. He just floated a change-up pace right on over. And Lindell was caught looking. That's the third strikeout for Brazzle. No runs. One hit. Dickey getting a single and dying at first base. And at the end of five innings for the Cardinals, two runs. They hammered them over in the fourth inning. Litwiler drove them in. Two runs. Five hits and one error. The Cardinals have made so far five errors in the series. For the Yankees, no runs, two hits, and the Yankees, no errors this afternoon. The Yankees had no errors yesterday, and they made two errors in the first game. For the Yankee club of field defensively, as we are preparing now to move into the sixth inning, it is the slender blonde right-hander, Hank Baroy, who is known around these parts as the blister boy. I would say that he's had the most celebrated finger blister in baseball, certainly in the modern era. The way uh, Baroy spins his curve off has caused a friction point to come up on one of the fingers of his pitching hand. And that has bothered him on occasion ever since he's been up with the Yankees. However, he has it well under control right now. Baroy on the mound, Dickey back of the plate. The infield is Etten at first, Gordon at second, at shortstop. Fine veteran Cazzetti, who's playing handsomely in the series. And at third base, the rookie Bill Johnson. We'll pick up the outfield in a moment. Meanwhile, here's Karowski, who blasted a double in the fourth inning. There's a low curve to George for ball one. Keller is in left field for the Yankees. Same back in center and Lindell in right. We'll set the Cardinals to field defense before in the last half of this inning. Third base, Karowski at the plate. Swings and tips it foul. And as the boys say, he was swinging from Terry Holt. He took that full cut. One and one. First man up in the sixth inning to St. Louis. The Cardinals lead 2-0. Roy comes down easily. Fastball swung on and missed right off the hand for strike two. Roy works very gracefully, very easily, and very quickly. He doesn't waste any time. Gets a sign from Dickey. Pumps once, pumps again. Trim right-handed pitches. A curve swung on and fouls straight back. And it is one and two. Same count. Very stocky, square-shouldered. He's a strong, solid 200-pounder. He has a very crooked right wrist. The pitch is swung on as a high, high pop fly wider first. Etten is under it. And he has it. When we got a chance, we'll tell you about that right wrist of Karowski's because it is a great story and it is very indicative of the man himself. Well, the story was that uh, as a boy, that wrist was injured and uh, the bone got infected. An operation took about four inches of the bone out, one of the uh, major bones. And despite that handicap, he's made the major leagues because he wouldn't give up. Here now is uh, Sanders, the first base, the left-hand hitter. Takes a high outside pitch, ball one. Outfielder toward right. They're playing Ray to pull. He pulled one yesterday. Just into the lower right field fans, and that was what finally broke it up. Swings and misses. So he had the same identical thought today. One and one. Roy had changed up on him and gave him a soft curve. High. One and one. One out. Nobody on. Hank pitching very neatly. Delivers. Big curve inside. Almost at the kneecap. Two balls. One strike. Joe Rule. The American League. Working balls and strikes today. Very great performance by the umpires in this series. 
The pitch is high for ball three. Bill Stewart down at first base. Bravo is at second. And Reardon is at third. The alternate, Pipgrass and Jocko Conlon. Sanders set. Here is the 3-1 pitch. Over. A fastball just above the knees on the outside. Three and two. It's a nice pitch. And Dickey settles down on his haunches to give the sign. Bruce spreads his feet. Leans right over the catcher. The batter crouches. The pitch. Swung on. There's a hot one. Hit back of second. Gordon. A backhanded drop to throw. In time for the out. Oh, what a play. is the infield place so far today. Gordon went a couple of steps back on the center field grass behind second, a backhanded stop, and uh, you know Joe is a great acrobat, a great tumbler, and without any loss of motion, he whirled and threw off balance back to first. Now here's Danny Litwala. Takes a curveball over for a call strike. Roy recognizes this hitter. It was Litwala with the bases loaded and one out in the fourth inning. Hammered in the two runs. Caught the lead by two to nothing. Danny swinging, hit the foul ball into the sand. Back of the Cardinal dugout, which is on the first base side. Nothing in two. It was quite a scramble by some of the spectators for that one. No balls, two strikes, two out. Good while plants those feet far apart. Digs in. Half field toward left. And he takes a high changeup curve. High inside for ball one. Good while came up to this game today. 0 for 5 in the way of hit. And so far, they haven't been able to get him out. He has two for two, and his two hits are the ones that have hurt Roy the most. The first one actually hit him, right on the shin. But while it swings and misses for strike three, and Roy does a little evening up. The second hit, of course, hurt Hank when it drove in the two runs. Well, each pitch is now even with three strikeouts apiece. And at the end of five and a half innings, the Yankees coming in last of the sixth, it is two to nothing, St. Louis. Aunt Fletcher, the veteran first base coach of the New York Yankees, who is now participating in his 14th World Series, says... You betcha I use the Gillette Blue Blade. I wouldn't think of using any other kind of a Gillette razor. And that's Art's way of saying that teamwork counts in other things besides just baseball. And that shaving is one of them. You see, friends, razor and blade must work together perfectly to give you shaving comfort. That means they must be made for each other. Fit accurately. The Gillette Blue Blade is precision made by the same skilled workman who built your Gillette razor. Put these two together, and you've got a matchless shaving team. One that performs perfectly and protects you from the smart and irritation caused by misfit blades. Also, you get cleaner shaves, snappier-looking ones, and save money, too. For the Gillette Blue Blade is the sharpest, longest-lasting blade produced. Brazel on the mound. He's pitching like uh, he'd been in as many series as Art Fletcher. He's only finishing uh, one half of first year in the majors. Ready to face Baroy. Pitch is low. Ball one. First pitch last the sixth inning. Baroy uh, up for a second at bat in the third inning. He struck out swinging. Brazel comes down. Roy swinging. Grounds it foul. One and one. Rue turned around. Hollered no. That's an umpire's way of saying ball's out of play. No. One ball. One strike. Brazel pitching and Walker Cooper catching. Cardinal infield. Sanders at first, Klein at second, Marion at short, Krauske at third. There's an inside curve, and Roy baits back away from it, ball two. St. Louis picket line, there's Danny Litwala. 
in left. Harry Walker in center. Van Musial in right. Brazel comes down. Roy swings and goes all the way around, missing, and it is two and two. Speaking of Fletcher, this being his 14th World Series, Earl Combs, who is the first base coach, this is his 11th World Series. Manager Joe McCarthy is participating in his ninth, so the three masterminds for the Yankees represent 34 World Series between them. There's a high fly ball back in the left. Back goes Litwiler, way back, way back, and he can't get it. And it's on one bounce, it's into the law, left field stand. And Baroy goes down to second and holds up on a ground rule double. Well, Hank Baroy decides he's not only going to do some pitching today, but he's also going to do some hitting. And he really hit one. It hit just in front of the law left field seats. Where it's marked 402 feet. It hit about uh, seven or eight feet in front of that wall and bounced in easily on a high bounce. It was hit completely over Litwiler's head. And Baroy opens up the last of the sixth inning with a long, solid double. Bounced it in. It's a ground rule double. And it's hit number three for the Yankees. You know, his main back, he got the first of the Yankees three hits. He's one for two. Right-hand batter. Swings and hits a foul ball into the right field fan. Lower feet. Strike one. Well, that puts a new face on face. And the crowd here has suddenly started moving around. Getting more interested. When the pitcher leads off the last half of the inning with a double, well, that means business. Two to nothing, St. Louis, and the Cardinal bullpen is busy. Same back crouches, right-hand hitter. Swings and hits a fly ball out into short right along the line. Musial going over, and he can't quite come up. Yeah, he does, he, he's got it. He's got it. Makes the catch, and after the catch of that foul ball, Baroy, tagging up in second, goes out. It looked for the moment as though Musial would have to stop because he went right up against the lower fan. But he reached in and off the chest of one of the spectators, made a backhanded catch of the foul ball. And to complete the niceness of the play... Bill Stewart, the first base umpire, had hustled right down the line and was right on top of it. It was then easy as uh, Musial was getting rid of the stands and turning around. It was then easy for uh, Baroy to tag up and to move down to third base. So Baroy is on at third. One man out. It was a brilliant catch for San Musial. Here now is Frank Grisetti. Who's 0 for 1 today? He sacrificed in the first inning and got on for an error in the fourth. The infield moves up a couple of steps, but not all the way. Brazel throws the ball over to third baseman Karowski, who rubs it up. That's all the throw was for, killing a little time. Third base coach Fletcher goes in, talks to Baroy for the moment. Now let's see, it's 2 nothing St. Louis. The Yankees, for the first time, got a run of safely as far as third base. One man out. Cresetti digging in. Fine little veteran who had a great season this year, just when the Yankees needed it most. And then Cresetti steps out as Brazel was ready to pitch. So there is the uh, ice in reverse. Cresetti waited, and then when the pitcher finally got all set, then he stepped out and made the pitcher wait. Now Brazel pumps, delivers, Cresetti swings and misses. And that was a downer that was on the outside and low. Brazel, of course, is trying to make Grisetti hit the ball on the ground. You pitching low and breaking stuff. Nothing in one. Frank digs in, shook it, take about two inches. 
Ben has had three hits so far in the series. Swings and hits a high, high pop fly into very short left. There, see, there's Litwaller coming in. He gets under it, and Baroy has to hold at third base. Presetti crossed up the Cardinals to the extent that he hit the ball in the air on the fly, which he was trying to do, and not beat it on the ground to one of the infielders, but he didn't hit it far enough. And in short left field, Litwaller made the catch, and his strike throw to the plate held Baroy glued to third. So it is now two men out. Last of the sixth inning. Bill Johnson steps in. Cool-eyed, steady young man. He's had a great first year in the majors. Outfield, round to it left. The infield is now back. The bench is playing for one out. Two men gone. Braswell pitches, and it's a fastball low inside at the chin. The ball one. Johnson chokes that stick just about an inch. Where stance is easily balanced. Two nothing. Baber St. Louis and the Yankees trying to get a run in. Baroy's done everything he could. He opened up this last of the six for the double. Brazel holding on pitches. There's a bounding ball hit slowly down wide of third. Throughout the cover, the cover throws. Not in time. And a run crosses and Johnson is safely on. A slow trickler was hit toward the hole between third and short. Only the third baseman had time to cut in, intercept and make the play. We're waiting the judgment of the scorer. Probably it will uh, be an error. However, it could go either way because it was one of those tricklers and a difficult chance. The scorers are not rushing their decisions. They're taking their time and being sure they have them right. And it is an error charged against Karowski, which means that it's not a run batted in for Johnson. And it is now a two-to-one ball game. The tying run is at first base. So Johnson is on his first through Karowski's error. And Baroy has the honor of scoring his own first run. Charlie Callas. Always dangerous, digging in. Hatfield toward right. Keller crouches and swings at the bounding ball to shortstop Marion, who steps on second for the unassisted force on Johnson. Rack up Keller's a force out, and the Yankees get one run. One hit, one man left. There was one error, which of course was largely important. It's two to one, favor of St. Louis, and that ends the first half of the sixth inning. And now, come in Bob Elson. Men, if you've ever worked aboard ship in any part of the world, or can cook or bake, Uncle Sam needs you right now. One of the most serious manpower shortages of the war confronts our fast-expanding merchant marine. It's the vital problem of manning five brand-new ships every day with experienced men to serve as the basis of new crews. You retired officers, mates, engineers, able-bodied seamen, all of you are vitally needed. The pay is swell. Able seamen make up to $300 a month. Engineers up to $850. And meals, room, medical, and dental attention are free. You get comfortable bunks, tasty food, and lots of it. Here's your chance to help do a job on which everything depends. Send a telegram collect to the Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C., giving your name, address, and rating. Or if you can't get to a telegraph office, send a letter or postcard to the Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. That's all. Uncle Sam will do the rest. And this is the old redhead moving in again now as we move on to the seventh inning. It's a one-run ball game. It is two runs, five hits, and two errors for St. Louis. One run, three hits, and no errors for New York. Two to one. 
Roy, who is very deftly back in the ball game, thanks largely to his own efforts. It was quite a double. He boomed. He's ready to face Marion, Brazzle, and then lead off for Lou Klein in the seventh. When the Yankees come back for their half of the seventh, it will be Gordon, Dickey, and Etten going against Brazzle. Roy stands there, trim figure. And here is the tall young man, Marty Marion. Once you see him, you recognize the father ball players immediately dubbed in slats. Tall and lean. First pitch is a neat curve snapped in and over. Roy has a good number two, as the boys in the business say. Dickey gives the sign. Hank delivers. Curve low outside. He throws pretty much three-quarter overhand. One and one. One ball, one strike. Melissa Southworth talking it up. He's the Cardinal manager coaching back a third. Mike Gonzalez coaching back a first. Roy pitches. Marion swinging, faulted back into the seat. One and two. All the balls that go into the stands are handed to the ushers. They in turn take them to receptacles. One is stationed alongside each dugout. And the next time the baseballs are used, will be used by service teams. Roy pumping. He's ahead on the count. One and two delivers. There's a slow curve which is hit down into the ground foul. Roy immediately starts pumping as soon as he reached Dickey's sign. Delivers. Strike three swinging. And Marianne went after one that was going right on over the plate and sinking. This is the second straight man that uh, Roy has fanned. Gives him a total of four altogether. Big round of applause for Alpha Brazel. He moved right into the league after the All-Star game and after Howie Pollard went into the armed forces, won eight and lost two, and he's moved right on into this World Series and handled himself with consummate skill. Swings on the first pitch and falls it back against Dickie Smith. Strike one. Brazel is the wearer of number 11, St. Louis. He's a left-hand batter, stands with his feet close together, steps up and takes a real cut, and hits a bounding ball now down to short. Grisetti up with it, fires to first, in time, Evan receiving it. And that's all for Brazel. Two men up, two men down, top of the seventh. Well, Frank Grisetti is certainly a happy man. He got the news, of course, uh, that Tuesday, his wife, way out in San Francisco, California, had given birth to a son, his second child. The batter now is Lou Klein, takes a pitch on the outside. And the oddity is that uh, Crescenti was born on October 4th. His daughter, two years ago, was born on October 4th, which was the final game of the World Series with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Klein of the Cardinals up. Roy working carefully, delivers. Big curve swung on and popped up back of short. There's Cresetti himself hundred waiting. He has it. Three up. Three out. Top of the seventh. And now the Yankee fans at the stadium rise with a mighty roar as the Yanks come in. After the seventh. Now we're going to pause very briefly for station identification. This is Mutual. This is WGN Chicago. This is the third and the final game to be played at the stadium. 
this ball. The rest of the games, no matter how many they may be, we know now there'll have to be two more. Can be a total of four more. The rest of the games in St. Louis will begin Sunday. And remember that on your airtime that the games will start at St. Louis one hour later than they have been starting here at the stadium as we move from Eastern into a central time zone. In other words, where we've been coming on the air at 1.15 Eastern wartime, we'll be coming on beginning Sunday afternoon at 2.15 Eastern wartime. Of course, at St. Louis, it'll be 1.15 uh, Central wartime. Now in the last of the seventh, Joe Gordon first up. Outfield around toward left. Infield swung a step toward third. Basil delivers, and it's a curve. Ripped in over the hands with something on it. Call strike. Art Fletcher rips out a couple of encouraging calls from back of third. Gordon stands there. Has that stick high in the air. Swings. Called it straight back. Nothing in two. Gordon is over two this afternoon. Daniel Nittwala perpetrated about as pretty a piece of daylight robbery as you'll ever want to see in the second inning when he came tearing in at top speed, leaned down, and just off the grass top made a one-handed, glove-handed catch. Took a lot of courage to make that play because had he missed, the ball would have gone through for plenty of extra bases. Gordon takes the curve. Go inside. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Had he missed, the ball would have gone through plenty of extra bases. Gordon takes the curve. Go inside. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Tussle here this afternoon. Any one-run game is, especially when the chips are down and the games won and lost in the series are even at one apiece coming up to this one. Basil delivers. The curve swung on. Does it? Foul. The lower left field seat. And Joe swinging. One ball, two strikes. Basil stands quietly. Now delivers. Gordon swings. There's a bounding ball. Hit too short. Marion up with it. The long throw. Is there by a step, and Gordon's out. Marion moving a step to his right over toward third. Coming up with it. One up, one away. Fast to the seven. Bill Dickey. Singled into right field his last at bat. He has one for two. He has two hits for nine times up so far in this series. Dickey and Crusetti, uh, of course, are the real World Series experienced veterans. And they've really been in a mess of them. Dickey takes a low inside curve, ball one. I feel a couple steps toward right. Walker Cooper stays low, back of the plate after giving the sign. The pitch is just above the knees, over for a call strike. One and one. The umpiring has been beautiful this series. Always good. It's been great this time. Pitch swung on. There's a bounding ball way wide at first. Sanders feels it tosses to Brazel who covers and throws the bag for the out. And Dickey is out the first baseman to the pitcher. Without the slightest bit of indecision, Brazel was greyhounding over toward first base. That means a great deal for a first baseman because those balls that come down on that uh, borderline terrain, whether the first baseman should leave the bag and go for them or whether he should uh, go back to the bag and hope the second baseman can cover means a lot to know that the pitch is going to be there. Two out. Here's Nick Atten. 
He's beginning to understand how Dodge and he's felt. Nick takes a low outside curve. Ball one. The old boy with Atlanta looking for the honest fellow. Was no busier than Etten is uh, here in this series looking for his first hit. He's been up there at bat ten times. No dice. Brazel works. Etten takes a half swing. The pitch is over anyhow. It's a strike on either count. One and one. One ball, one strike, two out. Last to the seventh. Two to one game. Clubs are real annoying at each other. Grinding away, pitch by pitch. The throw, swung on, beaten into the ground, foul, past first base. Sanders retrieves it, same ball remains in play. Brazel walking to the mound. He had started when that ball was hit down the foul line, over toward first base to be there, in case there was a play. Now the gone, blonde left-hander pumps, delivers, curve low outside. Edwin refused to go fishing. Ball two. Two and two. This Nick is a big fella. Second baseman Klein is a step back on the right field grass. Hedden swings and misses at an outside curveball for strike three. That is the fourth strikeout for Brazel. Each hurler has a total of four. It is two to one in favor of the Cardinals, and that ends the seventh inning. At post exchanges, ship service stores, and similar military outlets, soldiers and sailors are now receiving Gillette Blue Blades in a special package designed for the armed forces. This is known as the camouflage package and is identified by its distinctive khaki and green colors. Gillette Blades in the camouflage package are of true Gillette quality through and through. So bank on them to give you swell-looking, comfortable shaves that last a long time. This special package of Gillette Blades is available only at military outlets. And friends, you may have noticed that there is no mention of Gillette products or Gillette sponsorship of this World Series broadcast during the play-by-play account of the game. That's because this broadcast is short-waved our servicemen overseas and Army regulations forbid commercial credit of any kind. So all commercials are brief and are confined to spots between innings when they are tuned out by the short-wave monitor. Gillette is proud to so cooperate with government authorities in bringing this World Series broadcast to our boys. Harry Walker, first stop for the Cardinals. Boy, he's been a galloping ghost out in center field this series. A 10-hitter with a two-tone bat. Takes a high outside pitch for ball one. Harry fell to the double inside the left field line in the first inning. Then lifted the fly ball to right field in the third and tried to bunt and pop out to pitcher Baroy in the fifth. So he's one for three today. And Dixie's little brother... Well, younger brother, just about as big as Dixie, is uh, two for 12 so far. Up for his 13th World Series at bat. Swings and hits a high fly ball deep behind first. Etten backs up along the right field line and makes a nice catch just a step fair. He's backpedaling all the way. Harry Walker pops up high and out to the Yankee first baseman. Stan Musial gets in. He's not only... A great hitter, but he is a great fielder. Sets himself. Puts those dark brown eyes on Roy's right hand. Here's the pitch. Musial swings as a high foul, landing back onto the screen, directly behind home. Strike one. Stan blistered the liner. Bob goes in the fourth inning. That really got the two-run uprising underway. That gives him one for two today. He had walked, which was not an official at bat in the first inning. Three hits so far in the series. Stan swings as a fly ball hit back into left field. Keller going back. Back to his right, turns, makes the catch, 
And that Kella, who is known, of course, for his long-distance clouding, is also a very fine fielder. You know, sometimes a fellow is so good in one department that you don't think of him in the other. Example, ball players uh, will tell you that they don't know of a better fielding right fielder, a fellow who threw more accurately and intelligent at the bases than Babe Ruth, but you never hear of that. It's always his home run. Here's Walker Cooper up. Swings and belts one out to right field, and it's in there for a base hit. And the Cardinal catcher and captain is on, driving a single into right field with two down at the top of the eighth inning, and that is hit number six. This is the first man for the Cardinals to get on since Marion was purposely passed with one out in the fourth inning after the two runs were scored. Roy has done a most effective job of pitching. He had retired 13 consecutive batters for Walker Cooper single. Here's Kowalski. Whitey swings and goes around missing. He went after a high fast one. Strike one. Two out. Top of the eighth. Walker Cooper. Beating down off first base. Etten holding the inside corner of the bag against him. Outfield. Around toward left. Kowalski sets. Steps up. Takes inside. One that bent him back slightly. Ball one. Pitched on the hand. Roy was really moving after he finally looked while a single, you know it. Retired 13 men. Kowalski swings and beats the ball foul back at third base. Johnson goes over, knocks it down, flips it on to shortstop Cazzetti, who flips it on to Gordon, who flips it on to Etten. Ball passed around the infield. The one thing about ball players, they really like to throw that ball around, they really like to hit it. Roy checks around at first, in position, delivers, curve, swung on and foul straight back. Still one and two, the count holding. Score remains two to one, favor St. Louis. Cooper down at first base with a flip of the wrist single. No, he's a big strong fella. He waited until that ball was uh, practically on top of him, and then he just flipped his wrist and, you might say, flicked the line drive in the right field. He didn't take a full cut. First man to get on since the Cardinals got their two runs in the fourth. That's really pitching. Roy comes down out of his stretch in position, checks the runner, peering over his left shoulder, now delivers to the plate. High for ball two. Two and two. Dickey working easily. He has a habit of stepping onto the plate or just ahead of it, or walking a couple of paces ahead of it when he makes his returns back to his battery mate. Everything quiet for the moment. Linda Hank delivers. There goes the runner from first. There's Dickey's throw. The pitch was high for ball three. And it's out at second base with Gordon taking Dickey's throw. And Walker Cooper is cut down on the attempted field. The catcher to the second baseman. No runs, one hit. Nobody left. Top of the eighth. The score remains two to one, St. Louis. And that ends the first half of the eighth inning. You pay no premium whatever and get plenty of pluses when you shave the all Gillette way. In fact, as Al Brazel, who's pitching so superbly today for the Cardinals, says, it wakes you up, refreshes you, makes you feel right on the button. And that's putting it straight. But when you prepare your face with Gillette shaving cream, either the lather or brush with kind, and glide through your whiskers and jig time with a Gillette blue blade, you feel as fresh as a daisy and have that up-and-coming look. Now, you men who prefer brushless cream will rate Gillette Brushless the ace of them all. But here's brushless cream that's absolutely greaseless. It's 
stays moist on your face and rinses off instantly. Equally important, it can't clog your razor or bathroom plumbing. And to top it all, friends, you get quick, easy, spick and span shaves that are really something. So you up and ask for Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless. Only 25 cents. The last to the eighth inning in Johnny Lindell. Out in the batting circle. And then it'll either be Baroy or a pinch hitter. There's activity in the Yankee bullpen. In the Yankee bullpen today, Adley Donald, Johnny Murphy, Charlie Wentzloff, and Marius Russell. There's Lindell walking up toward the plate. He hit one. Oh, boy, he hit one. But it was caught by Harry Walker back in the third inning. Lindell digging in. He's still too register for his first series safety. He's 0 for 5. Didn't play in yesterday's game. Right-hand batter. Left-handed Basil pitches. High curve. And it is ball one. Well, everything's getting tenser and tighter. And every pitch is more important. Sands dropping fast. The hourglass of this ball game. It is two to one, St. Louis. First man up for the Yankees. Last of the eighth inning. This is the third game of the series in the last of the big stadium. And of course, uh, this is another full house, which means that the attendance record for the first three games of any series are shattered. There's a line drive for Lindell's first hit. It's into. Center, it off Harry Walker's chest. Lindell starting to second. Walker recovers close to Marion. And Lindell is in there, picking up an extra base when the ball bounces off the center fielder's chest. We'll wait the judgment of the scorer. That could either be a double, the ball was hit so savagely, or it could be a single and an error. At any rate, the important salient fact is that the Yankees have the tying run at second with nobody out in the last half of the eighth inning. It is scored officially as a single for Lindell, advancing on the concomitant error by center fielder Harry Walker to second base. This is the Cardinal third error of the game, and it is their seventh of the series, and they do not consider it lucky. And now we're going to have a pinch hitter. George Sternweiss, the stocky, right-hand hitting, shortstop. Cazzetti took the play away from him in the pennant race. Sternweiss getting in. Right-hand batter, first appearance in the World Series, finishing his rookie year. George Sternweiss, stocky, 5'8", 180 pounds. There's a pitch out. The throw down in the second is not made. It's blocked. The Yankees weren't fooling around. You remember, it was a pitch out. They closed up shop last year. When Gordon was caught off second base, and the same Walker Cooper threw the same shortstop slash Marion. That was ball one to pitch out, but Lindell was not down too far. Nobody out. Last the eighth. Activity in the Cardinal bullpen. The Cardinals looking for the bunt. Turnwise tries to button, fouls it back. And it is strike one. The Yankees playing desperately for one run. And the Cardinals just as desperate trying to thwart them. St. Louis leading by a precious run, two to one. The Yankees have that tying tally at second base. First baseman Sanders way up on the inside grass, inside first. Krosky up inside third. The pitch, there's a bunt down toward first. Sanders up, throws to third, and he's out. He's out at first, and then Krosky drops the ball, and it's safe. Krosky did not hold the ball. Such was the force of Lindell's furious slide. 
Kowalski is getting up slowly. He was very heavily jarred in that encounter. Big Lendell, six feet four, 200 pounds, came turning down that base pass from second to third. Sanders, the late first baseman, made a brilliant play, anticipating the bot. He was running in at top speed, picked it up, and threw accurately to third base, and his throw was there in time. Kowalski went right down into the dirt to meet the runner. They met, and Beans Ridden, the third base umpire, who's right on top of the play, immediately put the out on. And then, as Kowalski rolled slightly on the ground, Reardon saw that the ball had come out of the third baseman's glove and was on the ground, and of course he automatically switched to the safe sign. Lindell is walking around shaking his head a little bit. The Yankee trailer goes out, uh, Eddie Froelich, but uh, Johnny's all right. But Lindell is... But Kowalski is shaking his head very sadly. Manager Southworth has gone down to third. A lot of the Cardinals around George, and George is uh, sort of feeling at the back of his neck. He and Lindell met just like a couple of runaway locomotives. An error has to be charged to Kowalski, which is the second error of this inning and the fourth error for the Cardinals in this ballgame. They're eight to the series. An assist is given to Sanders. First base made a great play. Kowalski's okay. He's going to stay in. Feeling his nose now sort of meditatively. Boy, those two fellas hit. You do not credit, you do not credit Sternweiss with a sacrifice. No sacrifice. You put him on Millie uh, as a fielder's choice, which is an official at bat if you're scoring that completely. The runners are first and second. Last of the eighth inning, at the tying run at third. Two extra bases, and a life now on the bases because of miscues, and here's Steen back up. But one hit. He's a former Cardinal, by the way. Right-hand batter, Brazel pitches, George fouls it down into the ground. And this left-hander, through no fault of his own, is now in quite a spot. Sternweiss, who hit for Baroy, in the last of the eighth, on at first base. Everybody watching. Tough ball game for Kowalski. Second error that had to be charged against him. Brazel delivers. There's a pitch out. There is no throw as the runners duck right back. Lindell back in the third. Strandweiss back in the first. Strandweiss, you know, can run. Last year in the International League, he burned it up, stealing bases. Sanders holding the bag against him. Rest of the Cardinal infield, right up on the base pairs, in close. The outfield around toward left. Nobody out. Last of the eighth inning. Brazel works. There's a high fly ball into Relentlessly. Halfway left field. Littweiler under it makes the catch, and Lindell holds on at third base, but down to second goes Sternweiss. One out, and the runners at third is held. The throw came through third, and Karowski cut it off. Of course, that was the only play for Littweiler. In other words, they weren't worried so much about Sternweiss. He was anchored at first, ready to go after the catch. He knew they wouldn't be throwing to second. The throw had to come low through third base. It was a perfect throw by Litwala. It was cut off halfway to the plate by third baseman Karowski. So Stain back is out and it's one man gone. After the catch of the fly balls, Stern White moves to second. Frankie Crosetti is the batter with Johnson to follow. Now what are the Cardinals going to do? That's the tying run at third, the potential winning run at second. First base is open, one man out. Are they going to put Crosetti on and try to get the double play of the fourth plate, or are they going to pitch to Crosetti and go for it all? 
They're going to put Cresetti off. Here comes ball one, way outside. Cresetti couldn't reach it with a 10-foot celery plank. There's ball two. Two and off. In a moment. Bases will be full of Yankees, and it'll be one man out, last to the eighth, and the score still persists. St. Louis two, New York one. There's ball four. Go ahead. Cresetti is gone. Delivered base on ball. This is the first walk given up by Brazel. He has pitched a great ball game. Had his defense been sound, he would have been in no trouble at all today. However, pitchers know when they take the mound, they're just as sure as they're going to be hit, they're going to be errors. They have to be prepared to pitch that way because baseball is played that way. Here now is Johnson. The infield is up one to two steps. They're hoping for the double play. Johnson, right-hand batter. Takes a curve over, just off the hand for a call strike. This great crowd is applauding every play today. No matter which team makes it. Johnson steps back. Sits into the palms of his hands. Now, gets a hold of that wall club and steps in. Crouches, leaning over the plate. Three on, one out, the pitch. Swung on, there's a line drive over to left center field. It's a base hit. And goes through for extra bases. Lindale scores. Stan White is scoring. In comes Cervetti to score. Johnson is coming into third base. A triple. center fielders. Harry Walker, practically tearing at top speed into left center. Almost intercepted and cut it off, but not quite in the ball. Went all the way back to the left center field wall, marked 457 feet away. Keller takes a low pitch, and it is ball two. It is four to two, favor the Yankees. The infield up, Keller digging in, 0 for 3 today. Strong southpaw swinger. Johnson, the rookie, Stands as a big man for the Yankees, leads off third. Keller takes the pitch inside under the hands for ball three. Three and all. The pitch low for ball four, and Keller walks. Runners at first and second. A first and third. Keller at first. Johnson, who just tripled with three men on, is at third. And the huge crowd of nearly 70,000 has been roaring constantly. There's Billy Southworth going out to the mound, and Brazel is coming out of the ballgame. Walker Cooper out there talking to his manager. Andy, the left-hander, who made such a plucky and game job of it until uh, the Yankees, such a series of errors, conspired to confound him. I think that is the uh, analysis of the situation. I know, and I'm sitting here with a great deal of eagerness, no matter which way this game jumps, to hear what Bill Corrib is going to have to say as 
soon as the last out's made. The Cardinals are reaching into the bullpen. They've had down there today Howard Crist and Murray Dixon, right-handers, and Harry Brakeen, a left-hander. And coming in out of the bullpen, it is... At the moment, it's the right-hander. It may be Crist. Let's hold the phone. So you can't see who's working in the bullpen at Yankee Stadium. As they're in runways, the Yankees in back of left field and the Cardinals in back of right field. I think it'll be Chris. Moment, we'll see. Howard Chris, I believe it is. And now there's Basil getting a hand as he leaves the mound. Crist on the mound, who has been fabulously successful as a relief pitcher the last two years. And that is the official announcement. Crist, number 29, now pitching for St. Louis. Crist is throwing down a few warm-up pitches. It is 4-2, favor the Yankees. They have runners at first and third. And we have time to pause quickly for station identification. This is Mutual. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Howard Crist, tall right-hander, good curveball. Indicates he's ready now. He's thrown enough to get the feel of the mound. So here's the situation. The Yankees came to bat in the last half of the eighth inning behind 2-1. to one. They've now gotten three runs. Single by Lindell with an error, which allowed for the extra base. Then came the uh, sacrifice play. Here's Joe Gordon looking at the first pitch law. Sanders threw Stern Weiss's uh, bunt to third in plenty of time, but Kurowski had the ball jarred out of his hands by the impact of a furious slide by Lindell. And then after Stainback's fly ball, the delivered walk to load the bases, and Johnson's triple to left center. Chris, tall, very cool, right-handed, in position, checks his runners, and delivers. There's a curve swung on and hit in the left field. A base hit. There is Johnson coming in to score, and Keller holds at second base. And Joe Gordon comes up with his third hit of the series, his first today, rifling a line drive into left field through the hole between third and short. Solid single. That gives Joe a run batted in, and it brings in Bill Johnson. Charlie Keller moves down to second base, and this fifth Yankee run is charged to Brassel. And it will be marked as earned. And now Southworth goes out to the mound to talk to Chris. Catcher Cooper's walking out there to be with him. And Billy uh, may change. He is going to change. He's going to come on with a left-hander. Chris to Bill Dickey and Nick Atten. And Chris, the right-hander, who was brought on to fit to this one right-hand hitter, Gordon. And Joe belted him for a line drive base hit. He's out of there. And the left-hander in the bullpen will be Harry Brakeen. We were informed before the game by Southworth himself that Brakeen would be in the bullpen. And uh, Billy just moved with his left hand in the direction of the bullpen, looking for the left-hander. And it is the cat, Harry Brakeen, B-R-A-C-H-E-N-N. Brakeen, if you'll recall, came on to relieve in the first game. He pitched one inning when he followed Lanier. He gave up one hit. One walk, but allowed no runs and struck out one. 
He's making the long walk in from behind right field and the bullpen. Cardinal Batboy is running out to meet him halfway and to relieve him of his jacket. McKean walking on toward the mound. Southworth waiting. Chris, too. Chris is waiting there to wish him well. So Howard Chris, after pitching to one batter, Joe Gordon, who hit a 3-1 pitch for a solid single, drove in a run, put the Yankees ahead 5-2. Chris is coming out, pitching to one batter. McKean on the mound. Denatha will be coming up in just a moment. Walker Cooper, of course, will tell the plate umpire Joe Rowe. Joe Rowe will notify with a wave of the hand the announcer as he's just done. That's the announcement you just heard. And now Harry will throw a few pitches out there. Now I want to switch over to Bob Elson, get his observations about the way things have suddenly happened here in the eighth inning. Bob, how have you seen it? Well, Red, it was, uh, it was very unexpected the way this little left-hander... Uh, Brazel was going along to all of a sudden when uh, he just had another inning to go and it seemed like he was a since winner of the third game of the World Series to have the bottom drop out of things. It was just a case of uh, in the inning of loose defensive play as put on by the Cardinals in the number one game that got Lanier into jams that got Brazel into jams here in the eighth. Yankees now are in a very good spot to go on and take this number three game of the World Series, and it will give them a big advantage. Of course, the Cardinals have one more chance, that is, in the first half of the ninth, to try to get back into the ball game, and we don't know as yet just who is going to come in. Although it's very likely, I think Red will agree with me, that it will probably be Fireman Murphy, who is the ace right-hand relief star of the Yankee team and one of the great relief pitchers of baseball who will come in. All right, Red, here's Bill Dickey up in there and take over. Right on, Bob. Breaking, ready to go for his second appearance. He pitched uh, one inning in game one. Bill Dickey, who has one for three this afternoon, steps in. On the field, the Yankees have runners at first and second. They have hammered home. Four runs here in the last of the eighth, and they lead five to two. Still one man out. Outfield toward right. Dickey crouches. Breaking left hand the pitch. It's high. A fastball. All one. Keen looks into the ground for the moment. Works very deliberately. He's pitching from the third base end of pitcher's slab. Looks back at second. He's in position. Delivers. Fastball is low. Four ball two. Two and on. Keen blows on the fingers of his pitching hand. Now goes for the rotten bag. Turns his back on Dickey. Starts rubbing up that ball with both bare hands. His glove stuffed up under one arm. Back turns around. Walker Cooper all the while has been in his catcher's crouch. Now gives the sign. Rakeen down, set, throws. Dickey swings. There is a ball that hits Gordon. And Gordon is automatically out. Dickey is automatically on first base. Automatically credited with a single. And the runners are frozen, which means that Keller has to go back to second base. That is an automatic play. Runner hit by a batted ball in fair territory. Joe Gordon was hit in the legs as Dickey's pistol shot bid for a base hit was driven toward the hole between first and second and right field. So you give Dickey a single off the runner. It's a play that doesn't happen too frequently, but on occasion it does. The automatically scored a single for Dickey. Joe Gordon is automatically out. The nearest infielder to the play, in this case, would be the first baseman, is credited with a put out. No assist, of course. Runners at first and second. Dickey at first. Keller was frozen at second, and here is Etten. Two down. 
Nick takes a curve that is good for a call strike. Gordon was out. Hit by the batted ball. Put out Gordon to the first baseman. Joaquin works. Fastball is low. One and one. One ball, one strike. In other words, runners in a... When a runner's hit by a batted ball, the other runners on can only advance just enough to make room for the batter. In this case, of course, Gordon was off first, so Dickie took first, and Keller held it second. Edden swings and hits one in the right field. His first series hit around third base comes Keller. Here is Musial's throw. Keller scores, sliding, and down to third base, and in thrown out is Dickey. Dickey is thrown out at third. Musial's throw came to the plate. Walker Cooper made the tag, but was unable to prevent the scoring of Keller from second base on Edden's single. But Dickey was cut down as the catcher threw to Karowski at third. So the Yankees batted around. Nine men hit. You give Etten his first World Series safety. A single into right field and a run batted in. And that run is charged also to Brazzle. Which makes it now six to two. The hit is charged to Brekeen. And let's uh, rack it up now. Dickey was out at third base trying to stretch. The right fielder to the catcher to the third baseman. But Keller scored. So it is one, two, three... Four, five runs for the Yankees, of which three ought to be scored as earned. Five runs in, last of the eighth inning. And in the way of hits, one, two, three, four, five. Let's see Bob. Okay, five and five. There were one, two errors. One man left. That would be it. And friends, to see this third game of the World Series, a new attendance record has just been announced as being set. 69,990. Just 10 short of a flat 70,000. That's the paid attendance today. The old record was set in the fourth game of the World Series last year, 69,902. So a new record by 82 cash customers. The total receipts today, $269,368. Well, we had some great crowds, 69,990. Uh, today. Yesterday, 68,676. No, yesterday was 68,578, and the opening game was 68,676. You don't think those are a lot of people? Try and uh, try that much. Johnny Murphy, the fireman of the Yankees. Coming on for his second relief stint. He pitched the last inning yesterday. Behind Barnum, have no runs, one hit, one walk. Johnny Murphy, one of the relief specialists in the entire history of the game. He's an expert, and this is his specialty, finishing them up. O'Day will pinch hit. So the two um, Fordham boys are following each other. Roy went the first eight. All these runs, of course, belong to him. The Yankees lead, six to two. Five run innings, pinch hitter O'Day up. And takes the pitch high outside. He's batting for Karowski. For several reasons, Karowski was very severely jarred in the last half of the eighth inning. He's not feeling too pert. And also, Karowski, a right-hand hitter, gives way to O'Day, a very good left-hand batter. First, of course, as you know, it's a right-hander. O'Day takes a call strike. 
one and one. O'Day has been in uh, several series for this one. The pitch swung on and missed. Like two, one and two. Johnny Murphy out on the mound. The Cardinals after leading by two runs, by one run. Now come in for the ninth inning and find themselves behind by four. The Yankees are five run eighth inning. But they swings and hits a high pop fly that second baseman Gordon is camped under. He has it. One up and one gone. Put out to the second baseman. Murphy moving around out there on the mound. Just as though he was getting ready to go to a picnic or something. Willis Alfred still talking it up behind third. Sanders stepping in. The pitch is high inside, kicks off of Dickey's mitt, and Caroms off the side, the right side, of the mask of the plate umpire on back to the stand. It's at 4 1. Murphy looks down, takes the sign. Big strapping right hander pitches. Over the outside for a call strike. One and one. Sanders has three hits for nine, official at bat. Score is six to two, favor the Yankees. There's a high foul into the stands, upper stands, back to third base. One and two. New ball in play. Sanders, nobly close stand. Was that picked by the end? Ball, splendid. Murphy works. Inside, under the hands for ball two. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. One man out. Out of the ninth inning. The last game for the stadium. Then the series moves to St. Louis. Sanders swinging hits a high foul ball. It goes into the stands past left field. The series resumes. First game in St. Louis is Sunday. We'll be on the air, friends. One hour later, then we have been coming on for the three games here in the East. We'll be on the air at 2.15, Sunday afternoon, Eastern Wartime, which of course will be 1.15, Central Wartime. Murphy delivers, and it's high for ball three, and the count runs full. Cardinals are still alive. They still have a chance. The Yankees know it. Murphy working very quietly, very efficiently, in no hurry. Dickey gives the sign. There's the 3-2 pitch coming down. Sanders crouches, swings, and there's a high fly ball deep in the right center. There's Lindell, the right fielder, under it. And he has it for out number two. Two up, two down. Top of the ninth. And Danny Litwala. Singles his first two times up. He's two for three. Litwala stepping in. Well, which way will the catch jump? Murphy throws a sidearm fastball in there for a call strike. He's been pitching overhand. Blue Bevan from byway of third base. Big fellow works. Sidearm curve that breaks outside. Ball one. One and one. One ball. One strike. Two down. Nobody on. Cardinals trailing by four. The Yankees lead 6-2. Swing and a miss for strike two. That was a tight one right off the hand. Dickey gives the sign. Crouches back of the plate, touches mid as a target. Murphy delivers. It's just outside for ball two. 
Two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two down. Murphy ready. Big fella delivers. Foul back. Two and two. It was a tight, tough ball game, battling along, nothing, nothing. Two to nothing. Two to one, and suddenly, a boom. Five over there in the last of the eighth inning, and it's cracked it wide open. Six to two, New York. Cardinals down to the last strike of their last out. The pitch, low for ball three. Faster. Three balls, two strikes. The Guala sets. Couches, bends at the knees. Three-two pitch. Swung on and missed for strike three. And Dickey sucks the ball in his pocket and goes jogging into the Yankee dugout. The huge crowd, the largest crowd ever to see a World Series ball game. Just 10 souls shy of 70,000 now goes streaming for the many exit gates here at Yankee Stadium. And the curtain is down on Yankee Stadium for baseball for 1943. The series moves west to St. Louis. The Yankees win this one, 6-2, and now take a one-game edge, two games to one. And don't leave us yet, fans, because uh, you don't want to miss hearing from Missouri Bill Corum and his highlights of this ball game, and he's going to be at this microphone in less than one minute. I don't expect you fans to grab a train for Boston or Montreal the minute I finish telling you this, but just the same... You would get a great kick if you could visit the Gillette factories there. Then you could see the amazing machines and precision instruments Gillette technicians have built for the manufacture and testing of the Gillette Blue Blade. Huge electric furnaces that temper the steel to glass-cutting hardness. Great finishing machines adjusted to microscopic accuracy that grind the blades in filtered oil. Pound them with abrasives fine as cake flour. Strap the edges to a mirror finish. And do all this in one continuous operation. So on and on from floor to floor. Exclusive equipment that has taken years of time, millions of dollars to build. Do you wonder, fans, that no other blade in the world is as sharp, as easy shaving, as long-lasting as today's vastly superior Gillette Blue Blade? And now, this is the all-redhead making a quick flip over to Bill Cora. Right, Red. The total, 6-8 and 0 for the Yankees. Six runs, eight hits and no errors. And for the Cardinals, two runs, six hits, and four errors. As Red said, it was the greatest crowd ever to see a World Series, but not the most money by a mere matter of $40. $269,368 were paid in here today, but in the fourth game of the World Series last year, it was $269,408, but we won't quibble over that. That hitter, Bill Johnson, a Montclair, New Jersey boy, a freshman up here, and a great ball player, a very steady one in this series, that broke it up for the Yankees. Must have been sweet music to Cousin Ed Barr, president of the club, too sick to be here today. Because if the Cardinals had gone back to their home park, I know Ed is smart enough baseball man to know that if they had gone back there with a two-game lead, they would have been in the driver's seat as far as the series go. Although the Cardinals took their usual lead, getting two runs in the fourth inning, almost no balls were hit solidly off of him. He did give up six hits, as against the five that were made off Brazel. And, by the way, two of the Yankee runs that were made off Brazel, they only made four off of him, were unearned. He very definitely should not have been scored on until that eighth inning. Of 
course, the last run was earned, but it wasn't made from his pitching. That coming off Spud Crist, and Crist was later relieved by Rasheen, or Rasheen, however he pronounces it. It's a little difficult for me because I've been calling him Rasheen all season, all season, but I believe Rasheen is correct. Uh, there's little to say about what's going to happen in St. Louis. That's quite a long way off, and uh, it still looks to me like a series that might well go seven games, and almost surely I think will go six. The teams are still evenly matched, although this is the first time in four games that anybody has broken through and won going away as the Yankees won here this afternoon. They can turn on that power, the Yankees can, and they're hard to beat, as we know from all down the years, in recent years at least. They're a mighty, mighty tough ball club, and they never give up. And when they do get to you, they pile on the runs a little bit stronger, I think, than the Cardinals. Now, fans, will have some more of the same in St. Louis Sunday afternoon. There'll be no game tomorrow or Saturday. But at 2.15 Eastern Wartime Sunday, we'll be back on the air from Sportsman's Park. So, until 2.15 Eastern Wartime Sunday afternoon, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Bob Elson, Red Barber, and Bill Coral. This is Mutual. This is WGN, the voice of the people. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.